It's Monday, October 3rd, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes. Hoynesy, the Guardians get it done on Sunday with a 7-5 victory over the Kansas City Royals. They win their 90th game, uh, 90 and, what, 69? I think if uh, if you had told me at the beginning of the season that uh, they were 90 and 69, I would have thought you had those numbers reversed. Uh, I would have had them more in the 70-win range than the 90-win range, but uh, this team continues to surprise, continues to impress, and uh, now they're they're in position with three games remaining in the season uh, where it's just a matter of getting everybody, you know, sharpened up and, and ready for the postseason to start on Friday. Yeah, uh, really, uh, 90 wins, Joe, what, what an accomplishment. I mean, you're going to knock me over with a feather if you uh, told, like you said, if, if you know, that was if someone said they were going to win 90 games at the start of the season. Uh, but, you know, they've had a great September. Uh, just, uh, you know, just been, you know, they got hot at the right time and they've stayed hot. Um, and what, the sixth, sixth uh, season? under Terry Francona, that they've won at least 90 games. Yeah, and the fifth time since 2016 that they've won 90 games, which is also impressive that that they they won, you know, they went to the World Series that year, and then they continued to, uh, you know, produce and, and stay strong and, and, and keep, uh, uh, you know, winning after that. Uh, I think uh, just to, to be around this team, they're they're ready. They're, they, they know what's ahead of them, and... Uh, they have the right approach to it. Uh, Shane Bieber uh, only went five innings on Sunday, uh, came out of the game when he could have kept going, uh, I think 80 pitches, uh, and and he sort of understood. It was a, it was a, an up-and-down sort of outing for him, but, uh, you know, it, Terry Frangona said it was one of those sort of in-between outings where he knows he's on a pitch count and, you know, he knows he's probably not going to go deep in a game. And he he got he gave up some traffic, gave up a couple of runs there at the at the end of the the outing, but still pitched well and looks like he's ready to go on Friday. Yeah, um, definitely. It just uh, you know he's, it was his last start of the se- regular season. Really kind of finished, you know, a, a great run by a uh, Bieber. Uh, you know, really a strong run, strong finishing kick, and uh, you know reached two hundred innings. You know what for the second time in his career, uh, and I think he's uh, you know he looks primed uh, to be the game one starter on Friday, Joe, and uh, you know that's all you can ask. And uh, he's ready. Uh, he's really he made that re- big rebound from uh, last season when he you know what he only made 16 starts because of the shoulder injury, and he looks uh, you know he look you know he's he's adjusted, he's adapted, and he looks ready. Yeah, he did come up uh, two strikeouts short of uh, 200 strikeouts for the year uh, for the second time in his career. That that would have been, uh, you know, that's one of those goals where you, you kind of circle at the beginning of the year, 200 innings, 200 strikeouts, uh, if, if you're a guy like Shane Bieber. But uh, he just missed that. Uh, I think if he would have stayed in, maybe he could have gotten, uh, gotten that in one more inning or one or two more innings of work. But uh, you know, he, he knows that there are bigger things at play, I think, here in uh, in getting ready for the the playoff opener. And, and he understands that uh, he did mention, uh, you know, when we asked him about the performances of guys like uh, Will Brennan and, you know, Will Benson and 
uh, Oscar Gonzalez, he said uh, he, he mentioned Stephen Kwan specifically and said, you know, what Kwan was able to do early in the season uh, and, and his sort of uh, maintaining his consistency throughout the year held the door open for all these rookies to come behind him and 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 sort of also produce and feel comfortable and, uh, and you know, step right in and contribute the way that they have. Uh, what did you think about uh, Bieber's remark where, where he said, you know, it was Stephen Kwan sort of holding the door open for these rookies that, that allowed them to perform? Yeah, I mean, Kwan came up and, uh, you know, had that great April. Uh, you know, we really didn't know much about him from people from the outside looking in. You know, they just wondered, who is this, you know, this little uh, left-handed hitter? He's going to, you know, he's... And I uh, played a great left field and uh, had, you know, a big month in April and, uh, you know, just uh, kind of really set the tone for the for this whole kind of youth movement uh, that has produced a 90 win season. And what, Joe, what Quan and uh, and, you know, what, 16, uh, 16 rookie debuts later, you know, they're in first place by 11 games and headed for the uh, for the postseason. Yeah, and it makes you feel real good about the future for this ball club as well. Uh, one of those rookies that Quan held the door open for, I uh, actually started in his spot yesterday uh, at leadoff and and in left field. Will Brennan uh, had a big game, uh, a a leadoff triple in the first inning, and he scored on a sack fly. And then he gets up in in the second inning with two outs and and two runners on base, and he crushed his uh, his first career home run. Uh, three-run shot put the the Guardians up four to nothing at the time, and and Will Brennan looks like uh, he's a guy. And, and Terry Francona has said this: they added him to the roster as late as they did because they thought that this was a guy that could help them win ball games, and that's exactly what he did on Sunday. Yeah, he's he's really you know he, he's hit the ground running, had that great great uh, year at uh, you know double A AA and triple A this past you know so he was he was pr- you know ready for ready for his promotion to the big leagues. I'm surprised they didn't bring him up earlier, Joe. I I don't know what they were waiting for, but uh, this guy has really you know he's just come up and you know like I think like Francona and, and a lot of co- managers always say when when a minor league guy comes up and he's you know he's head you know, that great, you know, really good success or success uh, at, at the AAA level, it's much easier for him to make that transition to the big leagues and, you know, kind of hit the ground running than if you maybe, you know, start the season in the big leagues, you know, you don't have that kind of ramp to, uh, you know, jump off to. Uh, so, you know, but this has been a, a great, uh, you know, great, you know, debut by by Brennan. I mean, the guy's done nothing but hit and, uh, you know, and then scored runs. He's, you know, they said uh, he's a lot like Quan. Uh, you know, left-handed hitter, contact hitter. Not, you know, not a big power guy, but you know, we saw you know what triple in a in a home run on Sunday. So who knows? But really, an impressive guy. He can play all three outfield outfield spots. He can run a little bit. So, yeah, just another you know kind of another brick in the wall. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't sleep on Will Brennan's power uh, either because yesterday he hit. Uh, two balls into the wind in, in right, right center field. Uh, and that wind was, was blowing and had the wind not been blowing in, I think his home run probably would have traveled about 430 feet. And he hit a ball in the, uh, what eighth inning that would have been a grand slam. 
it it came up just short of the wall in in right field, and uh, again the wind knocked that one down. I think that would have been out on a on a on a warm June day. But uh, yeah, don't sleep on Will Brennan's power either. I, I think the uh, the kid can hit, and I think he's going to continue to do so. Uh, no way that he doesn't make the the postseason roster in your mind, right? Oh, I think he's on there. Yeah, I think that's why they brought him up. And, uh, you know, he hasn't disappointed anybody, that's for sure. As far as uh, another name uh, that, that got added to the roster, and you want to talk about uh, big surprises over the weekend, uh, Brian Shaw out, uh, DFA'd, and Bo Naylor added to the roster uh, at the last minute on Saturday. Uh, Bo Naylor joins uh, Cleveland. We we kind of suspected that maybe he was around for for that sort of opportunity. We didn't expect that it was going to be Brian Shaw who would be you know on the way out. Uh, but but Bo Naylor added to the roster and made his debut on Saturday and and made his first big league start on Sunday. Yeah, definitely. And you know, <laughs> great story hitting right behind his brother uh, Josh. You know, in the lineup uh, consecutively and. Uh, you know, this is this is another guy that uh, another young player that really, you know, had a great uh, minor league season at double A AA and triple A, uh, you know, defensively, offensively. Um, and, you know, they brought him up uh, initially, they said to get his feet wet and, you know, kind of sit there here and, you know, learn in the last week of the season or last 10 days of the season. But, you know, you knew there was something <clears throat> something going on, <clears throat> Joe, I thought. Uh, you know, it just it just seemed a little weird. And then, you know, on Saturday they make the move, they activate him. And I guess it sounds like there's a really good chance he could be on the roster as well, the postseason roster, Joe. Yeah, I think they're they're trying to figure out and trying to think ahead. And, the, you know, they don't want to outsmart themselves. But uh, if you give yourself a guy like uh, jo- uh, Bo Naylor, who can run the bases pretty well, he had 20 steals. He was a 20-20 guy in the minors. Uh, you don't see a lot of catchers doing that 20, 20 bases or 20 steals and 20 home runs. Uh, he, he can run a little bit late in the game. He can hit. Uh, you're not as worried as you probably would have been earlier in the year about him handling the pitching staff, maybe late in the game as a, as a defensive replacement. But, but I think they'll probably try to avoid that if, if possible. Uh, really, you've got him here for, for his ability to run the bases and his, uh, and his bat, and and if an emergency emergency would arise, then he could maybe catch uh, late in the game. But you you certainly don't want him uh, behind the plate catching Emmanuel Classe uh, with a one run lead in a in a wild card game. You know he hit what 21, 20, 21 home runs, so he does have some pop, and uh, like you said, he can run. So if you know you could pinch run for a melee or or a hedges there, and uh, you know. And you could keep him in the game then. So, you know, I, I guess that plays into this. They're, you know, they're, they're trying to, you know, to make the best roster possible, you know, going into the into the wild card series. So we'll have to see if, if you know, Bo was in, part of that. Well, the other Naylor had a pretty nice day as well. Two for three for Josh Naylor, uh, three-run home run that gave Cleveland a seven-run lead. Uh, Josh had been scuffling a little bit, one for his previous 20 at bats in, in his his last five games before uh, Sunday. I think maybe putting little brother behind him in the lineup might have uh, might have motivated him a little bit. Uh, I, I don't know if there's anything to that. We're going to talk to Josh uh, before today's game. Uh, we're going to get him separately. So 
Uh, yeah, I I think uh, you're finally seeing what what the lineup and what the roster that they wanted. Uh, you know, pretty much all this month that they they've they've got. You know, Brennan now though they've added Naylor. Uh, it, it's a def it's definitely a different looking uh, roster than it was even just uh, you know three weeks ago with their flexibility in the outfield and now uh, in, in able to make late game substitutions. Yeah, you know, they've got Gabriel Arias as well came up and, uh, you know, he kind of, uh, you know, with uh, there was a like a redundancy in the lineup, I guess, are on the roster with him and Tyler Freeman. Freeman was optioned on Saturday when they, you know, when they made the move with uh, Bo Naylor and Shaw. And uh, so that kind of freed up uh, to, to get Zach Plesak on the roster. But, yeah, you know, Gary, Arias- Arias can play first base a little bit, so that that's why you, you the the redundancy, but you you keep him over over Freeman, right? And he, I guess he can play the outfield as well, but you know he's going to have to play a little better defense. He's he's kind of kicked the ball around lately. Yeah, well, I I mean letting the ball drop and uh crashing into the second baseman uh, on on Friday night, and you know just a, a couple of things. It, it's it. You, you don't put him out there. You don't have Gabriel Arias right now in the lineup for his defense. You know that he's a, a good defensive shortstop, uh, and eventually down the road we'll, we'll probably see that. But but right now I think just, you know, you don't put him out there because he's the better option uh, of what you got. He's he's just sort of learning uh, the positions all over the place. Uh, let's, um, let's take a look now. Uh, we wanted to talk about, what the potential matchups are and what the the p- potential opponents are. We know that Toronto is what uh, a one uh, their magic number is one in terms of clinching the top wild card spot, uh, and so they would be out of the the running to to come here to Cleveland on Friday to to play in that uh, wild card series. It basically boils down to uh, Seattle and Tampa Bay. Seattle, of course, had that dramatic moment uh, the other night, I believe Friday, clinching their uh, postseason berth for the first time since 2001 when Cal Raleigh hit a, a walk-off home run in the, the ninth inning. Uh, you know, big, you know, great scene uh, for them in, in Seattle, uh, sort of celebrate that for the first time uh, in, in more than two decades. But it, it's looking more and more like the likeliest opponent will be Tampa Bay, uh, Tampa Bay's been struggling lately. Uh, they've they've won uh, they've they've lost uh, what you know four out of the last five games or something yeah. something like that. Yeah, seven of their last eleven, Joe. Seven of their last eleven, and they're they're heading to Boston for a three game series. Uh, you know, a loss in any one of those games would probably uh, ensure that they're the the matchup here in Cleveland, uh, and and that would send Seattle to Toronto, but. Uh, you know, we won't know for sure what time the Guardians will play on Friday until not only the American League matchups are set in stone, but the National League matchups as well. And that's a whole other, uh, you know, mess that we can get into here in a minute. The uh, the Guardians, you know, won the season series against the uh, the Rays four and two. Uh, so, you know, I guess you, you would say that gives them a bit of an advantage, but you know, the, the all those games have been really tight. The last three, you know, they they started uh, this nine game homestand, final home homestand of the regular season. Started with three games against the Rays. What two of them went into extra innings, and the other one was a, a one run game. 
so you know they're really you know they're they're really like similar teams. They're evenly matched. So if it is Tampa Bay, it's going to be a very very interesting series. I you know it could go up to three games. Who knows, Joe? Yeah, and and it would it would be interesting on the face with uh, with Terry Francona taking on Kevin Cash, his his friend and uh, you know former protege. I, I think in a lot of ways the the storylines would be pretty interesting uh, in a in a in a Tampa Cleveland uh, matchup and series. And and I would I would give the the Guardians the edge in that series uh, simply because of the home field advantage in that not you know not in terms of the the fans but the just the, the fact that you, they get to bat last in those games and and we've seen what they can do uh, in their last at bat this year they're a pretty successful team so uh, uh, as far as the potential matchups it's either going to be Seattle or Tampa Bay uh, most likely Tampa Bay and that could be decided as early as tonight. Uh, and and then we wait around for the the National League to to sort of sort itself out and figure out their matchups. Once the the National League matchups are set, uh, we'll know what time uh, the Guardians will play, and and that's to to leave room for uh, the Mets playing in the the wild card round, and and they would probably be the 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 prime time game on Friday night. Yeah, you know the Mets in. Uh... Atlanta. Uh, it looks like Atlanta has moved ahead of the Mets. Well, they haven't moved ahead of the Mets. Big series over the weekend. The Met, uh, Atlanta's at 159. Indiana NL East. Joe. The Mets are at 98, 98 and 61. Two games back with three to play. Uh, so you know it looks and, and Atlanta controls the tiebreaker there. So. Uh, you know, just uh, you know, just a great race all season. The Mets, Joe, were in first place in the NL East for 175 days. They had a 10 and a half game lead in, on June 1st, and uh, you know now uh, they're down. They're down two with three to play. So you never know in baseball. Yeah, for as much money as they sunk into that Mets club, and for as much talent, overwhelming talent there is up and down that roster. There are some holes and there are some some, uh, you know, areas where they are not uh, a very strong team and uh, they're going to have to overcome a lot. Uh, Now they're going to have to play in the the wild card round and win their way through and prove themselves as opposed to just buying their way to the (laughs) to the postseason, uh, to the division series. Um, Just looking uh, around baseball, the, the San Diego Padres clinched. So, so they are in. Uh, they will most likely be the team that 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 probably comes uh, east to play the Mets if if that happens. Uh, if if uh, New York stays in the wild card round, so uh, another very interesting matchup. Two teams that were, you know, have, have tried to to go about getting back to the postseason, uh, you know, in in similar ways. Uh, buy, you know, buying big and 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 bring in free agents and and overwhelming talent and, and their pitching staffs have have some of the best uh, arms in all of baseball on, the, uh, on those two rosters, that could be a very interesting series. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, you know, by uh, <clears throat> by not winning the division and not getting that bye, Joe, the Mets, you know, probably I would I would imagine they'd want to set up their rotation. So they've got to pitch to Grom and Scherzer in that, in that wild card in that wild card round. And then they're not going to have those guys, even if they advance, you know, you're going to have to, uh, you, you only probably are going to be able to use those two guys maybe once 
in in the division series uh, once each. So mm-hmm. it, it's you know with, you know letting that division slip away from them is was costly. Yeah, it's also a it, that that brings up a point in terms of what the uh, the Guardians are are faced with here in terms of trying to set up their rotation for uh, for them. It's it's the same problem. They they have to pitch Bieber and McKenzie in games one and two, Quantrill in game three, uh, knowing that they'll only probably be able to bring Bieber and McKenzie back for one start each in the division series. Yeah, because you know it, it's it's kind of a strange setup for the for the the, the best of five division series. You know, there's a game off. You, you they would play on uh, what the 11th, October 11th. They have a day off, play on the 13th, have a day off, and then play six. I mean, game three, four, and five. You know, on the 15th, 16th, and 17th. So, you know, it's it's going to be interesting to see how they set that rotation up. And yeah, that's why you know, I guess you know they've got Aaron Savali slated uh, if they do advance to pitch. You know, perhaps game one of the uh, division series if if you know the wild card, you know, series goes all three games. Right, Savali will pitch on Wednesday in the final game of the regular season. Uh, to get ready for for that possibility uh, as well. All right, Hoinsey, uh it's almost like they're they're opening a, a new three game series tonight. Uh, Cal Quantrill, uh, or, I'm sorry, uh, Tristan McKenzie on the mound taking on Zach Granke tonight uh, for for the Royals. Uh, a, a good pitching matchup, but don't expect to see either starter around uh, very much late in the game. Yeah, and Grunke's given them all sorts of problems this season. You know, he he throws below the hitting speed. He's really smart, and uh, it'll, it'll be a good test to see if they can finally adjust to this guy. All right, all right. Uh, we will check back in uh, tomorrow on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. We'll see you then.